0: Hello, everyone, and I'm really pleased today to have Sir Anthony Seldon with me, who, of course, is heading up the Times Education Commission. Anthony, lovely to see you again and talk to you. Thank you very much for having me. So, Anthony, tell us a little bit about how the Times Education Commission came about and its history and how we've got to where we've got to now. So, uh,
1: for some time, I had been thinking that we needed to have a look at education, the first ever uh, in the country uh, by an inquiry from early years through to adult education. The word education meaning to to draw out uh, the talents that uh, the youngest um, uh, babies, children have. There's a continuum with the same forces applying, the same opportunities, the same uh, uh, brilliant of outcomes available all the way through to, to, to somebody uh, in their late 90s and beyond. Uh, education is, is lifelong and it's facing the same uh, challenges of digitization, of, of COVID, of globalisation, of narrowing down to, to, to metrics, measurable metrics. And so it, it seemed that there was this opportunity. And I took the idea to the editor of the Times and he thought it was great. And he asked one of his top journalists, Rachel Sylvester, to uh, chair uh, the group. And we put together a a number of, um, diverse number of uh, uh, commissioners uh, who would not have any uh, right of veto over the interim and final report, uh, but who were there to add real, experience. I think finally my idea at the beginning was that it would not uh, take a long time and of course that's open to criticism. We do an interim report after six months and the final report uh, for uh, June 2022 Um, and the rationale there is that the need is so great that there are outstanding uh, groups working like your own with a longer time frame. Uh, And also, I felt that we would probably not come up with very different conclusions if we spent 30 years doing it, uh, which is about the length of the Chilkoff inquiry into Iraq.
0: (laughs) Yeah, quite exactly. And, and, And I think it would be extremely useful to have that short burst. Of commission to uh, to analyse those uh, those in, uh, initial priorities, one might say that 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 really matter to our education system. And within that, then, um, what areas are you particularly looking at? Are you focusing in, in on any areas in particular in our education system? Any particular well, problems?
1: I mean, clearly, you could spend uh, five years looking at just uh, examinations or inspection or uh, the curriculum. Uh, or key stage two, um, what we're doing is looking at the breadth and taking cross-cutting themes, such as content, uh, such as technology, such as uh, opportunity for all, uh, such as um, uh, looking at uh, assessment and accountability uh, and uh, looking at, at those themes. So we're going to be reporting broad I mean, there there haven't been, it's hard to uh, do that because there's so much, and yet it seems that there are some fairly obvious things uh, that many people have been thinking and concluding uh, for some time, such as, for example, uh, that uh, schooling should be about much more than just uh, the teaching of uh, cognitive skills and memorizing skills uh, for exams so there's a wider role and responsibility for schools particularly for the least advantaged children who don't have that social capital and cultural capital in their homes so uh, we're taking I think we're going to have perhaps five key recommendations in our interim report over the new year and a further five uh, uh, key recommendations in the final report
0: in June. So tell me, how are you going about setting up the work of the commission? Are you calling people to give evidence? So, What's the process like for the commission?
1: So the commission, the full commissioners uh, meet together five times over the entire course of it. We take evidence sessions where people come either online and they're twice a month on Tuesday mornings and uh, Rachel and I and other commissioners if they can physically come in uh, come in. We have about four or five commissioners on each of those sessions, and we interview five, six um, specialists over a course of uh, the next three hours uh, from 10 o'clock in the morning. So uh, that's key part of it. We also take written evidence uh, from around the country. We have round tables around the country including Northern Ireland, where we are garnering evidence. And there are also visits abroad. Uh, Rachel is just off um, to Finland, for example. uh, And we also have our international advisor, Andrea Schleicher of OECD. So those are our main evidence uh, sources, plus the enormous corpus of work uh, that has taken place uh, much of it excellent over the last 10 and more years, uh, looking into the various issues that we're concerned with. Mm.
0: You, you just mentioned off to Northern Ireland, so I'm assuming, and it's easy to miss this one, so the Commission is over the United Kingdom, not just England?
1: Correct. Uh, we're looking uh, over the entire UK, but also I to make recommendations that are truly are uh, going to affect, not just this country, uh, but which have a, a global significance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. can quite understand that. Now, you, you, Anthony, you know some of the work of the Foundation for Education Development, and and, and our sole purpose for existence is to extol the benefits uh, of a long-term plan for, for education. And I want to talk a little bit about that in a moment. But how do you think that the, the Times Commission for education and the foundation for education developments work over the next year is there some dovetailing in there how does one kind of affect the other in any way
1: well i hope very much that uh and i'm a very proud um, ambassador or, or associate of, of uh, fed um, i hope very much that when we conclude and we finish at that point i mean a model for our work was the Institute for the Ethics of AI and Education that um, I set up with two colleagues, Priya Lakhani and Rose Luckin, and which Tim Clement-Jones, who chairs the all-party parliamentary group on AI, uh, um, chaired, and and that was over in a very finite period. And once we were over, we've totally closed down. So when we finish, we'll make uh, our final report. It will have whatever impact it will have, Uh, And I hope very much then that um, in as far as uh, FUD likes uh, what we've done, it will take over our work and our findings and over a much more uh, uh, sensible uh, long-term, medium-to-long-term timeframe, continue to advocate and provide the evidence for the, the conclusions that we've come up with, with, with which uh, you think are, are right. So uh, there's a role for a, uh, a, a short, uh, sharp, uh, intense uh, commission, and, the, and there's a role for, for that medium-term body. So I think the more that we work together, and it's been difficult under COVID, obviously, to physically get together, the more we can work together uh, over the uh, remaining eight months of our existence, the better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to examine something a little bit about the work of the Fed, which aims to to to, to try and see a, a long-term plan exist for education in England. Uh, and of course, we also have our Workstream 5, which focuses on learning more from each of us in the United Kingdom, each of the four uh, separate education jurisdictions. But you, Anthony, uh, have I've rubbed shoulders with the uh, uh, however many prime ministers it is now, then you will be able to tell us that in, in that level of detail. And there are very few people in the country that have an understanding of the way politics and education interacts um, that better than you. And one of the pieces of work that we're really proud of so far is our national education consultation report that was delivered in June was was delivered and and published uh, at an all parliamentary uh, commons event with representatives from each of the three main political parties because we believe that any foundational plan for education moving forward uh, must find uh, that centre ground um, with all political parties to perhaps agree that there are elements of education that need to be the same whoever's in, in, in charge of politics. But I suppose what I'd like to do for a moment now is call upon your, your combined knowledge and wisdom of how do you go about doing such, getting parties to agree, and the Prime Minister, no doubt, to to, to really push for a longer-term plan for education uh, that has at its core things that can't be argued about? So,
1: clearly, unless the proposals that Fed comes up with and, indeed, the Times Education Commission comes up with, uh, unless it's acceptable to government, not just a government with a blue stripe but a red stripe, and maybe in time a green stripe or a, a, a orange stripe, um, whatever colour it is, unless it's acceptable, it's not going to go anywhere. There's no point in producing a brilliant report like uh, the late, much lamented, departed Ken Robinson's report uh, if, if nothing's going to come from it. Uh, you know, we are about uh, uh, we are about impact and, and positive change. Now, I mean, I. Education policy, certainly at school level, university is different, is pretty much bilateral uh, between the two main parties. Uh, They talk about the differences, but in reality, uh, this particular government uh, is concerned very much to provide opportunities for young people uh, which are outstanding wherever they are in the country. So I think that we are. Uh, it's. It, it is. Uh, if not in the minds of journalists and commentators, in reality, it's pretty much a bilateral, uh, bipartisan field. So that that makes it easier. The fact that there are not these great differences, as there are in, say, economic policy at the moment. So uh, we have. I mean, even private education uh, is not loved by the. Tory party. Um, it is uh, many years since there's been a conservative prime minister uh, who has supported uh, positively private schools, 50 years. Ted Heath became prime minister 50 years ago uh, and was state school, as was Thatcher, as was Major. A slight reversion to public schools under. Cameron and under Johnson, but absolutely no sense from them that they want to be supportive of private uh, education. So, so it is, that's the helpful background. And I think that as long as proposals come up, which help politicians, uh, ministers specifically in the DfE most specifically, uh, help them achieve what they uh, want to achieve, then they'll be grateful uh, for that. I mean, they are hungry for proposals that will allow all children across the country, wherever they are, uh, uh, improve their opportunities in life, improve their knowledge and skills. And um, uh, so I, I think that uh, the key thing is keeping in touch with politicians, making certain that it's bipartisan um, and making certain ones talking to people of all main parties on uh, Tuesday at our evidence session Uh, We have Mary Bowstead and other union leaders um, who we are taking evidence from. One of our commissioners is Jeff Barton from uh, ASCO, etc.
0: Well, Anthony, we very much look forward to uh, seeing the published results, uh, the interim report for the the commission in um, January, I think you said. And of course, the, the full published results in June. Sir Anthony Seldon, thank you very much.
1: And and thank you, thank you very much. And can I just finish by uh, saying that I enormously admire the work that you're doing, obviously, and I think the more that we can work together. I mean, I'm not the chair, um, I'm not the, 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 the decisive figure in it, that's Rachel Sylvester, but I know that she is very eager to work with you and that she shares the very high... Uh, 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 estimation uh, that I have of the work that you're doing. So uh, we have a common purpose.